Welcome back to another edition of the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast and Show. I'm Brett Myers, your host. I thank you for coming back. And as we get started, I want to give a shout out and thank our friends in Radio Land at WKWF AM 1600 and FM 103.3. You early risers listening listening to this, thanks for getting up early. For the rest of us who sleep in, you can get this show and all the other podcasts at any time on all podcast platforms, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and so on. And of course, all the archives uh, for this show and others at keysweekly.com. That's keysweekly.com. You can pull those up and listen to them and review this one as well. And you might want to because this is a fun show today. I've got one of my favorite guys in the world joining us along with my editor. She's been co-hosting a little bit with me here. You'll hear her, her on some upcoming podcasts as well. The Key West Weekly editor, Mandy Miles, will be coming in to join us. And there's a theme behind she, myself, and my guest today. Um, and instead of a long intro, I'm just going to bring them right in here and talk about that. Before we do, last thing I'll say, let's get the formalities out of the way. This show is brought to you by Overseas Media Group. That's OMG, Overseas Media Group. They do websites, social media, SEO, digital services. Uh, they do that here locally in the Florida Keys for tons of websites and businesses that I'm sure you have seen and know. They, uh, they have a world of expertise and experience that you need with a local service that you expect. That's uh, overseasmediagroup.com. Uh, um, so that being said, I have none other than Mandy Miles with me today. She's going to jump right in here along with my guest. Let's bring him right in here. Our police chief, Key West police chief, none other than Sean Brandenburg, one of my favorite guys. He is a friend of mine. Uh, chief Brandenburg, how long have you been the police chief here in Key West? I've been the chief with the Key West Police Department for four years now. Four years. Feels like 50. Feels like... <laughs> and I love giving the chief... You're like, Britt, you're going to get lots of speeding tickets and probably arrested. Probably so, but I love this guy. We do a lot together. He's a big part of this community. Um, he's always giving back. He's always out there. If you follow Key West Police Department on social media, you see that he and his team, men and women, always being part of the community. That's a big thing for him. He's in Rotary with me, for example, uh, which is what makes our topic today so much even more special for me. Uh, Mandy Miles is here. She also shared this experience about 10 years ago. And then just this last week, Chief Brandenburg, Sean, and I uh, had this unique once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, we applied. We got approved. We somehow passed me, somehow passed the physical. Might have been fudged a little bit. And we had the opportunity to go participate and ride each of us individually with a blue angel pilot in a super hornet uh just before the air shows uh took place in key west this past weekend and we went up on a wednesday happened to be my birthday which was even even more special and being out there with chief brandenburg to do this and they took us up in the super hornet <clears throat> and then mandy actually participated in that about 10 years ago. So she's going to be asking uh, the chief and I both about that experience, what that was like. And I will tell you, it was an experience before we do that. And I kind of turn this show over to Mandy and the chief and let them interject more. I will. Uh, I want to talk to Sean, the chief, a little bit about what's going on at the Key West Police Department. And you came down, Sean, from Indiana. Is that right? Yeah, 21 years ago, I came down from Indiana and joined the Key West Police Department. I'd been a police officer in Indiana for 12 years before I came down here. And State Patrol some of that time? No, no. no um, Indiana University Police Department for my first two years and then 10 years with my hometown police department, a little two-stop light town, 10-man uh, police department. Um, so 
uh, yeah, 12 years there and then 21 years here, 33 years law enforcement experience. I don't know why I thought State Patrol. I guess I can just picture you in those boots. You kind of like a guy that have the boots. Um, but no, I knew it was Indiana, and I know you still have family there, big part of your life, and now you've been down here. What brought you to Key West? That's always a question we ask, and everyone has their own story. Why Key West? So um, actually, a, a friend of mine in Indiana um, had a home in the Upper Keys um, while I was working for the my hometown police department. Uh, my stepfather also had a trucking company, and then we also had a snow plowing company. So the only vacations I took from the police department were to drive the truck or to plow snow. Um, there were many snowstorms where um, I would actually pull my plow truck into the fire department because the fire department and the police department were one building. No way. <laughs> I'd drop the blade on the, the plow truck, change into my uniform, get into the police car and go out and do a 12 hour shift, get done with my 12 hour shift, get back into the plow truck, hit the road again. Um, you know, and every morning between four and five, I would start with the dump truck um, driving. And then uh, I'd do that till 10, 11 o'clock in in the morning, uh, I would go in, I'd go home, shower, change, put on my police uniform and then work a 12 hour shift, uh, usually noon to midnight. So, uh, I was kind of burning the candle at all three ends. My buddy had a place in the upper keys and he said, you need a vacation, like get away. So, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't, no disrespect to Indiana and I'm sure Purdue and Indiana basketball, people love it, but I'll take the keys over Indiana. And, uh, I think we all take the keys over wherever we're from, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, I haven't had to I haven't had to shovel my driveway or scrape my windows yet, so it's great. So we got Chief Sean Brandenburg, Key West Police Department, right here with us on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Chief, tell me something else. I know I know you're not big. I do know you well enough to know you're not big on tooting your own horn. Um, no pun intended. Things like the the police cars down here with the autism logos and that program you put in, along with so many other things, are just incredible what you do. And I think some people think. Oh, police chief, he gets to walk around and shake hands. Uh, I see you out doing everything. I don't think there's anything that you don't do. Um, and then you have to manage a team. Um, how many people How many people are employed by the police department now? And, and, and what are some of the challenges you have? Like all of us, like probably staffing is one of the big ones, living and the cost of living down here. Where are you guys at right now? Yeah, so um, I can have 100 officers and then uh, about 30 to 40 uh, support members. Uh, right now I have eight openings for police officers. Um, so we're down eight positions there. And then I have, uh, positions in dispatch as well as it. One thing that we're doing right now is we're getting ready to sponsor people to go to the Academy, um, which, uh, we're very fortunate. We've been able to do that the last few years and sponsor people and get them through the Academy and put them on the road here. Uh, so if you are interested in working for the QS police department, the time is now to get that application in. We've already started the interview process. Um, there are still openings and there's slots available. Uh, if you are interested in a career with the QS police department, uh, this week or next week is the time to get that application in so we can get you through the interview process. Well, we need that here. It's important. It's vital. So let me plug that, uh, blatantly and, and shamelessly just plug that for a minute. Because some people hear that and they think, well, I can't do that because what age groups, what is it men and women and who, who can apply? Anyone over the age of 21 who's not a convicted felon can apply. I'm out. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, so they can apply anyone over that age and there's jobs for everyone. It sounds like, and what's some of the pitches, some of the benefits you have when you work at the, at the QS police department? Um, you know, when, when you get out of the, the Academy and get on the road, you're going to be making around uh, 64,000 a year. Um, we have, you know, full medical health, dental, uh, a, a great retirement program. Um, there's, 
there's just there's so many things to do here in the Keys. Uh, there's plenty of opportunity for overtime and extra money. If, if you want to make more money, there's always things going on. There's always a parade. There's always uh, something to do that you can make extra extra money. Um, so um, it's, just, it's, a, it's a great family environment. Uh, we are a team. We're a family over there. And uh, it's just it's a great opportunity to work with a bunch of great men and women. One of the things I love about the Keys is is, and you don't, necessarily always see this in other places it's not that it maybe they're totally against each other but there's not always this camaraderie between the organizations of men and men and women in uniform and law enforcement whether it's and of course we have so many that are sort of it's the florida keys compact in this small area whether it's you know fwc the county you got state and then we got obviously our cities and municipalities. You guys all seem to work very well together. It seems to be a really good team. Everyone has the same issues and challenges with staffing. But, you know, Rick Ramsey, Sheriff Ramsey with the county is a good friend of ours. And I know you guys work a lot together. You maybe think about parades. I think about you, seeing you guys together at a lot of this stuff. And you're always out there. I don't know when you sleep, but it seems like you guys are always visible. It's important for you to be a part of the community. Is that something that you knew coming in would be high on your list? Or did that come with the job? No, I, I think that's me. I, that's how I do things and, and how I think it should be done. You, and you're right, but the sheriff and I get along better, I think, than any chief and sheriff in, anywhere in the state of Florida. Um, and I'm proud of that fact. Uh, you know, and, and I give Dave Dupree a really hard time, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he's fun to pick on. But, you, again, um, anything we need, we call each other and, and we help each other out. And it's just, it, it, we're all one big team. We know that, you know, the sheriff always says, just because you drive over the Calkey Bridge doesn't mean that, you know, the, the criminals drive back and forth over the bridge. So my problems are his problems. His problems are my problems. We don't care who makes the arrest. We don't care who gets the credit. As long as we take the bad people off the street, put them in jail, that's, that's what we're doing. Uh, so the last thing we'll kind of talk about with the police department here, and obviously you interject as much as you like, but just as we jump into this Blue Angel topic, but when it comes to Key West, I think one of the things that sticks out to locals, where all of us locals who live here is, um, I'm not saying everyone can speed around and do what they want, but it seems to be a conscious effort to make sure we're taking care of each other, not to be, you don't hear all oh, the police harassing, you know, you got to watch out. It seems to be an, an effort that, hey, we're in this together, let's all do this together. And, and the community is really important, not just to you, but all the men and women who do it. How do you balance that? I mean, with all the tourists, you got locals, you know, how, how is that message constantly reinforce your team to be part of this community again um I, I worked my way up through the ranks with the qs police department so all my supervisors um pretty much worked for me at some point in time so they know how i expect them to conduct themselves and how i expect uh, the police department to be run uh, so every day that that message gets reinforced to the the street level officers and detectives um so i think that helps i think that helps a great deal and i'm also i'm cultivating tomorrow's leaders of the police department yeah. um you know there, there are several people that I think that for the next 10, 15 years, they're not going to have to look anywhere for a chief because they already work there. Um, so just the way we, again, I've come up through the ranks and most of people, everybody that works there has worked for me at some point in time and they know how I expect business to be handled. Good deal. Well, and, uh, and that's not just blowing smoke. I think everyone that knows you and knows this department uh, sees that on a daily basis. And it's a great, it's a great addition to already a great place in Key West. And we appreciate that. And thank you. Um, now, the people you have to worry about the most 
uh, other than some of those people crossing the bridge that are up to no good are the media. And to my left right now, uh, got to be careful when she quotes you, is none other than our editor, Mandy Miles. Now, Mandy, you're going to jump in here at the Key West Weekly, uh, and you're going to be talking to Chief Sean Brandenburg and myself here on the Key, uh, Florida Keys Weekly podcast. Let's talk Blue Angels. Mandy, you did this 10 years ago. You had an article about it. You said, I want to talk to you and the Chief about this, this experience of yours. And you had your own experience. And I am just careful not to sound, I know Chief as well, you don't want to sound boastful. I'm almost feel embarrassed because I was so lucky to do it. Um, I'll say this: the best part about it is when you do something fun and great, and you get this experience, like to go fly on a blue angel. You don't want to do it by yourself. You want to share it with somebody, right? Because why would you want to be the only one trying to tell people you want that shared experience? I was lucky enough to have a friend of mine, Chief Sean Brandenburg, right here, be with me out there. He had to go first, which is even better. I thought it was better. I don't know now, but uh, he, but we got to go out there and share that experience together. There was another lady who's the president of the University of South Florida, uh, Miss Law. I don't know if it's Dr. Law or Miss Law, so respect to that. I can't quite remember, but she was a really neat lady. It was cool to have her there, so it was three of us that day, but I had, I had the chief out there. Mandy, tell us a little bit about your experience and what kind of questions do you want to, to talk to us about today? Thank you for having me to discuss one of my all-time favorite topics. And yeah, it's actually been 17 years since 2006 when I did it. And I still, every time I see one of the fighter planes overhead or something about the Blue Angels, then yeah, any chance I get to talk about it, I don't mind being boastful because I think it was amazing. And uh, and I can't wait to ask you guys about it. So this is going to be fun. It's one of my favorite topics. I did mine in 2006, also down here when the Blue Angels were, had just started sort of like their every four-year um, air show that they do. So um, I know the 2022 one got postponed to this year. So, but it really is. You guys are, I mean, I'm not, I'll boast for you because you guys are basically the two coolest guys in town right now. And you have oh. done, no, I mean, you've done something that every single person, especially myself, you guys as children of the eighties who grew up having memorized Top Gun and to sit there and now you guys flew in an FA 18 Super Hornet and I only did the regular FA 18 Hornet. So you have me on that. But, um, but I mean, it's just, and it truly is a once in a lifetime experience. If you apply again, you are not allowed to do it. The Blue Angels will only, no matter whether you're a celebrity or or anybody else, they won't let you do it. They truly want to keep it as a once in a lifetime. So, and and I know you guys feel the same way when it comes to like the same feeling that you get and the smile when you think about it and the exhilaration. It was it was amazing. So let's yeah let's let's chat about it. So well, thanks for the kind words and saying we're cool guys. I'll tell you one quick funny anecdote. So the chief right here is out there, and as you're getting started, the the Blue Angels and NAS has a guy out there doing social media. He's got his microphone out and his, his, he's recording and doing interviews. And, uh, and I love this. I, in fact, I, I would not have it any other way, but the, the best part was there's the chief and uh, there's their, their communications. Uh, Allison Crane's out there and, and she's introducing the chief and, they're interviewing him and doing stuff with him in the corner and he's having to talk and, all, and which right now you're just getting ready and you're watching those guys pull up and you're feeling the force and you're getting nervous and he's having to talk be interviewed and all this and I'm like yes and then I hear uh, which I appreciate Allison says well do you, would you like to interview Britt he's here and the, the little guy looked over at me and I and just within three feet of me it was great he looked right at looked right at me and goes 
Oh, oh no, he's just media and just turns around and he never looked at me or talked to me the rest of the day. And so you talk about the cool people. Chief Brandenburg's the cool person. I was just media. So, so they, they ask a media partner to come out. Uh, you have to do a, a recruitment, you know, they have to do an application and they review it. They do it the physical and they pick a media person, a community mover and shaker. A lot of times law enforcement or, or uniform. And that was obviously Chief Brandenburg and then an education member, which was Miss Law uh, out of South Florida for this, this turn. So it was just three people that day. But so cool people being out there. I was just media. Just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it as just media. It was still the best flight. But talk to people about, you said you had to apply, pass a physical, obviously. Talk to people about the preparation that they gave us on the ground the same day that morning, if I remember correctly, where you guys, and that's what I did, uh, was how to, because one of the things, and the, and the Blue Angels, you guys can talk about this, they don't wear the G-suits, the gravity suits, so they don't have those suits that automatically fill up with air and constrict their legs to keep blood in their in their head and keep them conscious, so these guys are bad motor scooters, to be honest with you, and they, so there's a training session that you guys did, so talk a little bit about the training session and how they teach you to basically to stay conscious, because all the blood is trying to leave your head at the time when you're, when you've got seven times the force of gravity uh, pushing on your body. But talk a little bit about that hick maneuver, what they taught you, and then also how exhausting the, the entire flight was and the fact that these guys do this every day while actually flying the plane and not just sitting there trying to stay alert. So, yeah, the, the hick maneuver, it's a, a special way you breathe. Um, they, they teach you how to, um, to, to tighten up your legs and, and your lower body. Also, clinch up your, your abdomen um, to, to try and keep all the blood up in your head. Um, I should have taken better notes during this training. Um, I should have. I should have practiced more. Um, but uh, and, and I'm sure Britt will expand on that. But, um, you know, it. It, 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 it's all, it, it's an amazing experience and you're trying to pay attention. And, and I did appreciate during the training, um, everything you're not allowed to touch is painted, uh, yellow and black. Um, so that, that was interesting. Um, cause there are a lot of buttons and gauges that you, you could interact with. They did tell me, especially like the one, if I set the parking brake while we were flying, that was going to ruin the day for Brit and everybody, since I went first, no one else would get to fly. Um, and Th- thanks for not doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, then, uh, they, I did, they went into great depth and detail about if you should have to eject, um, and you know, how to, how to maneuver the, the parachute and how to, um, properly, properly land, whether on land or water. And, um, I just, you know, I hadn't, I mean, I, of course I watched Top Gun, so I, I know, you know, I'd seen that that's a possibility, but, um, and it doesn't always go well. No, yeah, it doesn't always go well. Correct. But uh, RIP goose. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I, I hadn't really given it that much thought and, and thank, thankfully given how well I did with the hick maneuver, um, we didn't have to eject because I'm not sure the landing would have been quite as well as it should have been. Yeah. And to Chief Brandenburg's, uh, to expand on what he just said a little bit about that, they teach you the hick maneuver. And if you're listening in, in podcast land, it can't really show you, you can hear it. It's called hick because when the G's press against you, they teach you quickly. You breathe in, you're, you're doing all the stuff Chief Brandenburg just talked about. You're clenching your core and your quads, and you're trying to keep the blood out of your legs and up into your lungs. And then but you got to hold your breath in. So you, you breathe in and they teach you to breathe out. And then you, but you hold it in for about three seconds, breathe out quickly and hold it back in. But they're giving you this crash course, no pun intended. I guess not a good analogy. <laughs> they give you this course and they teach you to do it. But we've got all these people in the room. There's like 
70 people behind us. They're teaching you. And here we are sitting at a table, like, you know, a bunch of doofuses and they're making us do this exercise. So you feel kind of silly doing it. Now I did it. I'm like, you know what? And that's our alternates, by the way, Kristen living good, our friends behind us. So if, if something were to happen to us that day, we didn't show up They're the alternate. So you got like people pulling against you, like, hope you <laughs> slip and fall when you're going out there. But no, they were great. And, uh, and the Yankees and Kristen live a good, all good people, but they're behind us with other people. So you feel kind of silly doing it. You're kind of like, I'll do it when I get out there and practice, but probably that was the best time to practice. And I did notice the chief wasn't practicing it that much because you do feel silly and he's cooler than me. He looks cooler and all that. And I'm over there, like, <laughs> you know, breathing everywhere and all this stuff and drooling already and this kind of stuff. But, um, and they do talk about the bonus ride that the chief mentioned. They, they, when they talk about don't pull the yellow levers, one is the ejection seat and they, and they start talking about a bonus ride and they're like, this, this is a bonus ride. It's one that we don't necessarily pay for. Like the government doesn't pay for it. You do. And I'm like, what is the bonus ride? That sounds awesome. Like we're already getting this. And then I realized it's don't pull the lever and eject yourself. And they were like, I was like, okay, I don't want the bonus ride. <laughs> sounds like a nice way to say it, but that that's the bonus ride. So, uh, but yeah, that, that presentation they give you right chief. And then you go on the plane and they start showing you more about how to lock your seat in and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They, they went over everything in the, in the classroom and then they go over it again in the seat. And of course, it, and Britt leaves out the part. The reason I wasn't practicing, practicing as much is because Britt's sitting there making a big deal about it and has his phone out. <laughs> and, you know, I know that there's going to be a video or a picture of this. <laughs> and, and, and the hick maneuver is not a good look for anybody. No, it's certainly, I think that's no. probably what I would look like giving birth. And it's not an attractive look on anyone. And and w- while you're doing it, the, the sad part is while you're doing it, the pilot is like, He's going through, he's experiencing the exact same thing as you. And he's like, all right, deep breath. Okay, one, two, three, breathe. One, two, three, breathe. And I'm like, dude, I'm doing everything I can to stay awake. And you're just up there calmly saying one, two, three, breathe. And he's still flying the plane. And he's flying the plane, right? (laughs) It is... Yeah, it doesn't help. They're all like great looking dudes and women in shape. And there you are like <laughs> breathing and everything. And they're just calm and cool about it. And uh, yeah. And then, and then of course you get on and they're like, so they teach you some stuff and he says, Hey, I'm going to give you a menu of stuff we're going to do. Uh, it's a verbal menu and you can be as, you know, you can do as little or as much as you want, but you're up there for about 40, what chief about 40, 45 I, minutes. Yeah. I, I think I was airborne over 45 minutes. Yeah. And so you're up there and they really give you the option. Of course, if you're a dude and your ego's up there and the chief and I are sort of like competing to, and you're like, no. And then he comes back and they tell me he did everything. And I'm like, well, I got to do everything. So you're really, but I, the only advantage I had was I got to do the hick maneuver. I can't like get lost in this. I got to do my breathing. But, uh, but once you get up there, the adrenaline takes over, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you. I mean, and, and and I'll admit it before you tell everybody. I, d- I did go out three times. All right. <laughs> that was my next. I question. wasn't going to say anything. That's fine. No, I, listen, and I'm proud of it. And I told the guy, I'll, I'll, you can make me go unconscious a hundred times. Just don't make me puke. And I and I did not vomit. I did not urinate. I did not defecate. I just passed out three times. You do you do get the little the little barf bags they put on your legs and the straps there, and they strap you in. The hatch comes down. When that hatch comes down, that is just so you, it's hot out there. You got the the flight suit on and everything and you're getting a little hot but that thing comes down you don't feel a thing anymore and i will say to pass out it's pretty normal i didn't because you went first and i knew what i was trying to do and i had to fight it and i almost did but you you took one for the team but if you don't pass out it's probably because you didn't do, you didn't choose the whole you know shebang um now mandy's going to interject that she didn't pass out in a minute but she <laughs> she wasn't on a super she hornet a super hornet, yeah right? and, uh, uh, Wait a second. Let's talk about the number of G's here, guys. I pulled 7.4 and didn't pass out wet my pants or throw up. 
but but once you're out there, they, they give you the verbal menu and it's like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? So Chief, talk about some of the things, uh, instead of me talking about it, I'd rather you'd kind of tell some of the stuff they do with you out there. Right, so... Oh, the takeoff. Yeah, the, the takeoff is was uh, my favorite. Yeah. yeah, the takeoff. You have to request that takeoff, and and during the class, they told us, you know, this is this is one of the options that you can choose. And as soon as he told me that, I'm like, absolutely, 100, percent right. So, um, and and if you watch, um, if you watch NAS's uh, Facebook. Facebook page, you can see from the outside of the plane and then from the inside of the plane my takeoff, and um, you know you, you can hear the pilot telling it. And, and I thought we were going faster, but on theirs, I think we only got up to like 350, 400 miles an hour, and then you go straight up. And we did straight up for 8,000 feet, and it was just the most amazing thing. It, that only pulled like 6.3 Gs, right? Um, but at the same time, um, and and my hick maneuver breathing halfway through was saying Jesus, um, so uh, I wasn't quite Jesus right. Maneuver. Yes. So um, your language was much better than mine because yeah, we had to mute mine when we were showing my video to my grandmother. Yeah, I, I, uh, there are parts of my video that needed to be <laughs> muted for sure, but. Um, you know, yeah, the takeoff was amazing. Um, and then you do this, th- th- no one told me that there's this little barrel roll at the top. Um, and they told my guy on the ground that you, you can't just go up like that and level off. Cause the, you know, like you said, all the blood's rushing to your feet right. from the G forces. And if you just level off, um, it'll actually reverse the flow and it'll all, all the blood will come to your head. Oh, wow. And, um, could be fatal. So that's why they do that roll. It like lets your blood Interesting. slowly back up. Yeah. So that was kind of glad he did the barrel roll. Right. You know, I, <laughs> Thank didn't, you for I that. didn't know which way was up, which way was down. Cause the water's blue, the sky's blue. Um, I couldn't see any clouds. Um, and then he's like, Oh, if you look over your right shoulder, you can see NAS. So, um, you know, it, it very small, you can see the airfield in the background over your right shoulder. It was amazing. Uh, so talking with Mandy miles, myself, Brett Myers, of course, pol- uh, Key West police chief, Sean Brandenburg, uh, here on the Key, uh, Florida Keys Weekly Podcast, talking about our experience flying in a Blue Angel Super Hornet jet, which is just awesome. Chief, I don't want you to think I'm giving you a hard time because we cut up about this in Rotary, but pa- the passing out part, because those Gs are pressing on you, and it's some, up, sometimes up to, like you said, 700 pounds plus pushing down. People probably hear that and think, oh, you passed out. No, it happens, and it happens a lot, and these guys have to even fight it. And they're doing this for a living every day. But talk about, honestly, how does that feel? Do you know you're passing out? And when you wake back up, how long are you passed? So people understand that. How long are you passed out for? And then what's it feel like kind of going in and out? So um, a couple of times, like you, you, you see the tunnel coming in and then, you know, you're doing the hick maneuver and, and, and you, you get through that turn and, and everything's fine. Um, the, the, fir- the first time I passed out, um, I never saw it coming. I was doing the hick maneuver. I've got it on video. I was doing And we were coming through the turn and uh, you know, we're almost seven G's and, um, we were coming, we we're actually coming out of the turn. And so I relaxed just a, a moment too soon. Yep. And that's all it took. And bam, you're out. That's kind of when it happens, right? You're right. Kind of coming out of it and you're, everything's settling back in. Oh, shit. coming out of it. I didn't, I didn't even remember I was in a, I didn't even remember I was in a blue angel jet. I didn't know who I was, where I was. I mean, yeah. when it, you're out, out. Um, the second time again, it was another seven plus G I think turn. And, uh, and I went out, um, I, I don't, 
I don't know what I did wrong there. That, that just that that one snuck up on me, and then uh, that final turn coming in because, uh, like you said, you got this smorgasbord or this menu of what you can do, and you coming back in, you can do this little you know commercial airliner landing. You can do this. Oh, he sells that well. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can do it the kind of wussy way, or you can do it the tough way. Right. Right? Okay. Well, he, he gave me three options: four G way or the yeah. full seven four right, and and so you you do a you do a four G turn to the right. And then immediately a seven and a half G turn to the left. And, and I was, I was doing great again as the hick maneuver, everything was working great. I could see the runway. He's describing what I'm seeing painted on the runway. Cause one of the runways out there is painted like a carrier and that's the one we're that landing cool. on. Yeah. So that was cool. And I look out the wing and there's key Haven and the water and the bridge and the vapors going off the wing. I'm like, man, that is so cool. And kind of relaxed in that. <laughs> <laughs> Just right to sleep. Yeah. So we got about three or four minutes left on the show with uh, police chief Brandenburg. So Mandy, I have a question for you and the chief. Uh, we've all been fortunate enough to do this. You did it 10 years ago. We did it about a week ago. Um, I know for me, I think I still literally have adrenaline. I can still get pumped up about it. And it really took me a couple days to get good sleep. Now, when you're done, you sleep like a baby. And they all tell you that you're going to sleep because all the adrenaline and all the force and all the clenching and the muscles, you sleep like a baby. Like I remember walking, come out. I didn't pass out, but I can promise you I was a lot greener when I got off that plane, the chief. And I was like a boxer who had gotten rocked for 12 rounds, just like walking back in there. I was just out of it. Um, but I would like to ask both of you. So 10 years ago for you, one week ago for you, chief. Mandy, what still, what was the best part? What still comes to your mind when you're up there? And then Chief, we'll turn it over to you. What was really the best part? All the maneuvers, the barrel rolls, the speed of sound, being inverted. What was the best part of that? What do you still remember, Mandy? I have to say, since day one, it's been the takeoff. I've always said if I could start every single day of my life with that takeoff, then I would be the happiest person in the world. It was such an adrenaline rush and to go straight up and have him counting off the miles per hour, the speed that we're going, and then have then hear him say, ready, hit it, and you just go straight up was exhilarating. And you can see how sharply you're going up in the video because you can see from, you know, you the ground is behind you at one point and then it's just a vertical ascent. And that was phenomenal, the Every single minute of my 45-minute flight, I loved, and I loved being inverted. I was surprised. I thought for some reason that anytime you went upside down, I would need to do the hick maneuver, as opposed to like the bank turns is really what surprised me that that's when it, the blood tried to leave your head. So that did surprise me. But yeah, without question, my takeoff was was the was top notch. Awesome. What about you, Chief? What really sticks out? From so yeah, the, I mean, the, the takeoff, of course, is the, the greatest thing ever. Um, but you know, I had a, I have a chief's bucket list, things I wanted to do as chief. Um, and I've been very clear with a couple of the base commanders out there, no matter how I wanted to break the speed of sound. Um, and so, you know, when, when we hit Mach one on that run up there, that was great. Uh, then, and I thought that was it, right? I mean, I said, I want to go to the speed of sound. I thought he's going to take me up to 1.0 and we were good. Right. Um, and then we, uh, we, we continued to accelerate and honestly, uh, like about one one, he started like it, we started to climb as well as continue to wow. speed up. Um, and, and I got up to one point three one Mach one point three one, which according to Google is a thousand and five miles per hour. Oh my god! So um, and and as we were going, like you, you don't really feel it going all the way up, but then from like one one to one three, it. I mean, I don't know if it's because we changed our angle or whatever. Uh, it 
it definitely, uh, I, I could definitely feel it. And then, um, and also thanks to Google, 7.4 G's, I weigh about 1,400 pounds at 7.4 G's. And if you can't see the chief, you don't know him. He's a slim, trim dude. So that's not, that's not indicative of how he looks. He is a trim dude. That's how much G's are pushing. I do have a secret, chief. So about the passing out thing, when I got on, and it wasn't macho, I said, I don't want to pass out. Chief, and you, you were honest with me. You told me, I said, the chief just told me he passed out a few times. I don't want to miss anything. And I said, what do I need to do? And they said, you really got to do that hick maneuver. And I said, well, all right, what about this seat lock? Because you told me you had locked it in. I said, the chief said he locked his in. And the guy buckling me in looked at me and said, oh, God, no. No, 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 no. He goes, leave that seatbelt a little loose. You know, that's the thing that if you're listening, locks you right into the seat with your straps versus some, some leeway. And your body's saying, well, what if I slam my head into the, you know, the canopy or something? He said, that's going to restrict you. And I, so you taught me that you, I would have done it had I not known you did it. So that was probably kept me from passing out 40 times. Um uh, <laughs> I'll give you the sappy answer for me real quick, uh, since you guys talked about the good stuff, because um, I would have similar answers. But I was blown away by by the people. And I have pilot friends in town, too, Top Gun grads and, and decorated. And, and a friend of mine, Matt Reed, was out there that day. And my family got to be there, my kids and my wife. And Matt took them around the base. It was my birthday. I mean, it's a surreal experience. And I want to thank Matt. But I'm still blown away by, and I mean this sincerely, the men and women and our, and our, our CEO here in town, who's amazing. I know you work well with them as well. Uh, she's incredible. And my daughter got to see her and see how a woman leads all these men and what, you know, it's just all this stuff. So cool. But I'm just, I was so humbled by how patient and how humbled they are and how cool they are. And, you know, people say, should we have these air shows? You know, they cost taxpayer money. And I'm like, well, your, your stadium that you go to rivalry, we, you know, we need to recruit. We need men and women. We need the best of the best doing this stuff. And these are the best of the best that we're with that day in the, in the air. And um, I was just blown away by being around all those men and women, too. It was just such a cool thing to be around. And I know you get to do that every day in uniform as well. And the same goes for you guys, your men and women. But just, you know, you think about these pilots. And I think the one thing Top Gun, and I've said this, gets Hollywood gets right and wrong. I think the only thing they really get wrong, in my opinion, that I see from my brief time is that cocky ego stuff. These guys and women do this all the time. They, they have the right to be cocky, but just so down to earth and so cool. And I don't see all that, you know, maybe they get in the room and compete, but there was no arrogance. I didn't feel like, you know, not at all. And, and when our pilot came out, I mean, like you said, he was, he's this monstrosity of a man um, and comes out there and climbs up on the jet and you, you're kind of awestruck, you know, that this is the guy that's going to take you up and, um, like he kneels down, he talks to you, he walks you through it, he's super calm, he talks to you throughout the whole flight, um, very calm, very mild, um, and on the flight back, um, he even brought up some of the some of the stuff that had been written in my application, and so like, I don't know, it, it made me understand that they really had sat down and read that. They really went through it all, yeah, I mean, they yeah. knew you, yeah. Yeah, they knew who I was and what I do. Now, speaking of that, the other secret that I have is um, because, Chief, you told me this. You spoke to someone like John Pico is another great pilot who, who's of Edward Jones here in Key West. And, of course, Matt Pierce is a friend of mine. They're all giving advice. One of the advice that you were giving, pieces of advice, was take some cool stuff up there with you, jewelry, the cool coins, the commemorative coins. Well, Chief puts like 80 pounds literally of stuff in his pocket so he can give it away. This went the speed of sound. And I'm like, man, he put, he had, he, you talk about G's, he added like two G's into his pockets. <laughs> and I don't know how you did that and got away with it and take all that up there. But he came back with it, so it worked out. But um, that, that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll kind of finish with this and let y'all talk about this. 
What was it like after? How long, Mandy, for you did it take for people to stop saying, oh my God, you flew in a blue angel? For me, it's like, again, kind of a humbled embarrassment, proud, mixed in, I'm not going to lie. I, I keep saying this, it's not a joke. And Chief, you know my wife really well. She loves you and she's a big Sean Brandenburg fan and you're in her social media over at Kirby's Closet all the time. So my wife, Kirby, I am around town known as Kirby's husband. I don't have a name. At school, I'm Tristan's dad. In town, I'm Kirby's husband. I do not have a name. So- Hey, you're Kirby's husband. Tell him, like, okay, I'm Kirby's husband. I'm, I'm okay. I'm proud of that. But for like a week now, I went from being Kirby's husband to the dude who flew in a blue angel jet. Still don't have a name, but you're the guy in the blue. I saw you on social media. And if you want to see my video, my piece, uh, I edited out the drooling and the, and the eyes rolling and all that. You can go to the, the weekly newspapers, uh, Facebook feed or our Instagram and see my video. And you can also see Sean's on, I think the Key West police department's sites. And of course, NAS's sites, cause he's not just media. He's cool. But but, uh, but yeah, for like a week, I've been the dude on the Blue Angel. It'll go back to normal, I know. And it's been, but it's been like a celebrity, like even walking around my neighborhood and people I don't even know or a restaurant, literally like I saw you in a Blue Angel. I'm like, yeah, you know, and like, I didn't do anything. I got in the back of a jet, but it was just such a honor of a lifetime. How long did it take for people to kind of quit talking about that, Mandy? And then Chief, share, we'll end with you, share kind of what it's been like with, with your team and everywhere you go, people talking about it. Oh, gosh. And well, when I did mine, it was pre-social media. So I basically had a column in print in the newspaper the next day. And but it didn't. So my video didn't get posted or things like that. But people I mean, it was a print newspaper here in town and people read the column. And and yeah, it was probably a good couple months that people would see it online, find it online and and start reading it. And then to this day, 17 years later, of course, any anytime we see a fighter jet in the sky, my, my husband will tell anybody near us that uh, that his wife flew with the Blue Angels. So he's sort of my PR rep when it comes to when it comes to bringing it up at opportune moments. <laughs> By the way, she's a local celebrity. Stan is also known as Mandy's husband, and we all know that. But Chief, go ahead. What, what's it been like? Yeah, it's been awesome. And you're right. People come up to you all the time and, and are like, oh, you got to fly in the jet. I'm so jealous. I wish I could do it. Um, you know, I'd pay any amount to, to have been in that seat. Um, just, I just at an event last night at the women's club and I had like three or four people come up and want me to tell them, you know, about, about the event and how it was and, and what I like most. And, uh, you know, and, and every time I retell the story, it seems like I remember more of it, you know, so that, that's kind of cool. Right. Um, I, I will say that Sunday we were both out at the air show. Um, you know, w- when they fired those things up, my heart rate did go up a little. I mean, it's a different feeling when you hear them now. Um, for sure, uh, utmost respect for all the pilots that fly. Um, they, they do a, an amazing job. Um, and, and if somebody says ready the right way, uh, my, my calf muscles still tighten up That's and, perfect. and I love uh, it. actually cramp up a little. So, uh, you know, it just, it, it's been an amazing experience. Well, Chief, I had the experience as a civilian. You guys put your life on the line every day, uh, and you're heroes as well. There's no differential. It's just a different, just a different atmosphere and altitude. So thank you for all that you do and your men and women of this of Key West Police Department here. Uh, I'll, you, you mentioned something about the air shows. Uh, none of this would happen for any of us had it been for Emma, Harlow, and Annette and Marjorie and that team out there for helping to put this together and being gracious enough to get our applications in and, and, and make all this happen. So, and of course the air show, uh, I've joked about this before watching them pull that thing off. Like I can't even get kids in the car uh, in the morning without breakfast and drinks and lunches. And it's like a drunken octopus with, you know, with an arm cut off and in this air show and this massive event with all the security and they just pull it off like clockwork. So thank you to them. And uh, chief, thanks for coming on. And again, experience of a lifetime. I got to do it with you. So uh, that's something we'll always have. And I'll continue to give you a hard time as well. So uh, 
Me as well. <laughs> <laughs> so on behalf of Chief Sean Brandenburg, uh, Key West Police Department, Mandy Miles, editor of the Key West Weekly, and myself, Britt Myers, Just Media. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, to the Key West Weekly podcast and hope to hear you back or, or have you back listen to us next week on a new show. And uh, if you want to see more of all of this, the videos of the Blue Angels and that experience, again, you can go to the Key West Police, Depart- Key West Police Department's Facebook page and look at uh, Chief Brandenburg's video. You can also go to the, the weekly newspaper's Facebook Facebook page and Instagram and see my video and uh, we'll probably share Chief Brandenburg's as well here pretty soon. We got to get that up there. So uh, I was just, I was trying to steal some of the limelight there for a minute. Guys, thanks so much. And it's quite an honor to have all of you on the show today and, and we'll, we'll have you back pretty soon, Chief. All right. Thank you very much.